0: clock ticks to zero the dinos are dynamite winning the vanier cup in quebec city with a 27 13 victory over montreal for the first time since 1995 the vanier cup will reside in calgary
1: another episode of dinos unfiltered coming at you jeremy lee Max Sterley or as I like to call you, Max Studio.
2: Why do you call me Max Studio, Jamie?
1: Because I'm an idiot. That's why. And I just talk. can dispute that. Thinking. <laughs> shoot from the hip.
2: Yeah, shoot from the hip. Well, I was I was thinking about this just now before we started recording. Like, what can? What's my nickname for you? And I have nothing. I have nothing to work with right now. So.
1: Is that more of a reflection on you or on me? That's a hundred
2: percent on me. Okay. I'm just not creative with nicknames.
1: Well, I was going to say, maybe I need to bring on more personality. Maybe I have to say more stupid things. Oh, so it's,
2: it's based on my stupidity.
1: (laughs) That's how you got the nickname. Oh man. No, that's hundred percent my fault. So no,
2: no, I I mean, I have a big hockey background. So my nicknames are, you know, things that end in Y and I can't end like, i'm not gonna call you lee lee you are jeremy E.
1: like that doesn't it's hard like jerry maybe but i don't know that's not even good so well we can give you the holidays to think about it yeah i'm gonna need that time for sure i got nothing else going on so if you guys missed our last episode we covered a bunch of lists you don't want to miss that that's max's favorite thing i do have one quick question before we get going maybe what's your favorite and least favorite holiday tradition tradition specifically uh, or things that you would do during the christmas season. Oh, that's
2: a tough one. Well, first and foremost, christmas is the goat holiday. Let's get that out there.
1: Like there's no arguing it's, that. In all. my
2: opinion. Okay. No. I mean, summer holidays aren't really a thing anymore. Like, you know, those are for young people. Um <laughs> Yeah, I well, that's really tough cuz like <laughs> every every family has different traditions. Um
1: yeah, what's your favorite? I want to know some of your favorite things that you do during the Christmas season or something that I should avoid.
2: Yeah, honestly, my like it might be different. It'll not it might be, it will be different for me this Christmas, but whenever I would go back home to Vancouver slash Bowen for Christmas, we would all get up super early. We'd get up at like seven AM and we would have a really killer breakfast. We'd be you know, my sister, my parents, and I would be in the kitchen for like three hours making a five course breakfast and we would crush that, it'd be a really great time and then we would if I was lucky and this was more so when I was a kid, but if I was lucky we'd open presents right away. But generally speaking, we'd all be completely wrecked after that meal. So we would go to bed and then we wouldn't Yeah, you take a nap. Yeah, right? we'd take a three hour nap and then suddenly it's two <laughs> o'clock. So I don't know. I just I just love Christmas in general. It's so relaxing to be around a fire and, you know, to watch TV and movies that you've been waiting to catch up on and the weather is, you know, crappy enough that you can stay inside and just enjoy company. Worst tradition? Okay, I I think I'd answer this in the sense of, you know, using Christmas again as the lens, if you will. Um, I don't really have any gripes with my personal family traditions. Like we're pretty chill. We don't we don't go out to see the nutcracker every year. We don't go around to the neighbors and, you know, be all jaunty and everything. We stay inside. We have a nice meal. We open presents and we watch terrible movies. And I will retract that sentence for a second because we generally will watch home alone every year. Mm. That is not, not a class. terrible movie. That's a okay. classic. classic. Um and then my parents love Rat Race. That movie oh, specifically with Mr. with Mr. Bean and John Cleese. So we'll watch that. And
1: How do you feel about that?
2: I don't, I don't mind it. It, it okay. makes my parents so happy that I, I don't say anything. It, it's, it's just funny. We also do watch The Island, which is oh uh, no. from Michael Bay. That is low-key one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. And like, it's it is so bad. Like, like it's, a guilty pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> we as a family probably watch that, well, definitely every Christmas. And... I've probably seen that movie maybe 50 times. Like, I cannot get enough of it. It is so obscene that I I can't. Anyway. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. 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 It's not bad. How about yourself? Best and worst of your traditions.
1: Well, the, the funny thing is my birthday actually falls in and around Christmas time, December 22nd, for those keeping score at home. But usually a major, like a mega blockbuster movie comes out at that point
2: it is blockbuster season like a yeah a small blockbuster season. so i
1: just i love going to the movies at that time so i think this year is going to be star wars uh in years past it was like like the lord of the rings trilogy the hobbit and all the different parts of it that came out it was always around that late late december time so that,
2: that like december Eighteenth to January fifth window. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. sometimes we watch it on my birthday, but if it feels like didn't work out. We'd always watch it during the Christmas season. So yeah, I've always enjoyed that. That was my favorite. Maybe I'm kind of sidestepping the question, or maybe it's kind of cheating because it's my birthday then. But anyway, that's we'll, okay.
2: We'll we'll let it slide. Okay. Not again though, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll try to be better. But uh, the worst one on my wife's side, they do this Norwegian. Food tradition called eulagrit Eulagrit so Eulagrit, yes okay. So I apologize to all the Norwegians out there But it's basically just like Boiled rice with milk in there And you just put cinnamon Sugar on there I don't know
2: Is it? Is it like Does it end up being like a rice pudding or something?
1: Yeah, but more mushy And How can
2: you get more mushy than rice pudding?
1: <laughs> it's Isn't rice pudding more like Gelatinous?
2: Maybe maybe I'm thinking of a different rice pudding, but I'm thinking of the one that you can buy as a yellow packaging. Oh, S- starts with a cozy. I don't know. Okay. Um, but it's it's pretty. It's pretty mushy.
1: Yeah, pretty mushy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's got like it's kind of a, like a mush. Yeah. Basically, someone else can take my serving. <laughs> let will just put it that way.
2: <laughs> oh, that's awful. So oh,
1: I apologize if my wife is listening, but. Get me onto the Cheetos. Get me onto the lint chocolate. Some Christmas I'm Cheetos, <laughs> flaming hot. Yeah. I'm all over that, but yeah, Eula Grit, hard pass.
2: Oh, fair enough. Maybe I. I was gonna say I'd have to try it, and then you went in that direction. So, sorry, look Grit fans, it's not gonna happen.
1: <laughs> all right, on to some Dinos Athletics. When what a weekend it was.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think going into. Sunday we had swept everyone we we would have had a queen sleep, sweep women's hockey lost in overtime to Lethbridge that, but otherwise yeah. we were we were perfect this weekend
1: yeah that was the only exception yeah but we have to start with the biggest story the Vanier Cup coming home to Calgary yeah
2: 24 it's 24, 24 years yeah. yeah last one was 1995 mm-hmm. big math guy <laughs> I'm just reading the story I didn't Actually, do the math. But yeah, uh, 27-13 against the Caravan. And yeah, I, I don't know. Like, what, what were your initial thoughts from this game? Obviously, I don't know if... I, I don't I don't think going in either team was a heavy favorite. I think it was kind of a coin toss. But quickly, the Dinos kind of put their best foot forward. And it wasn't really much of a game. Like, it was close score-wise, but it didn't really feel like it, it was... It shouldn't have been that close. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. didn't really feel that way. I got the sense that the dinos on both both sides were just grinding this team down and, you know, on offense, maybe going a little bit slower, using the clock and, you know, getting the first downs and, you know, just slowly building up momentum. And then on the defense, you know, what else can you say? I don't know how many three and outs there were in this game. Um, a lot of punting going on, yeah. A lot of punting. But, yeah, I mean, well-deserved victory for sure. It was uh, obviously, like we talked about, huge for the program history and... Um, well-deserving for all the players this year, especially the fifth years.
1: My initial thought was it was reminiscent to that Patriots-Rams Super Bowl where it was a defensive struggle and it was just a jostle for field position and it was like a chess match, really. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I'd agree with that.
1: But the coolest storyline for me coming out of that was just having Sinegur win you know, in his hometown province of Quebec. So I think uh, Hunter Carl, friend of the show, had posted a, a story saying that the Frenchie had won against the French, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was great, and he was like his parents were there, yep. and he was just able to sp- share that special moment with them in his final game yep. in U Sports. Yep. I um
2: also wanted to say while we do have a moment, um, really want to shout out David Mall, who is our photographer here at the UFC. He he really flies under the radar, and he does every sport here on campus he will you know if there's a hectic weekend with four sports going on he will create a schedule and go to every game in that weekend no matter what he does such good work and that was culminated with some of his pictures from this weekend not only from the game but from the celebration as well yeah i just wanted to shout him out because he does some amazing work he's been with the dinos for such a long time and um i think he does get credit from various sources but to put his name out there like he He's an amazing guy and extremely talented and one of the hardest workers I've ever seen. So props to David for not only his work from this weekend, but throughout his entire time here, at least since I've been here, he, do, he does some amazing stuff.
1: Yeah, and I really enjoyed his style, especially with the court sport photos that he takes. I feel that he just brings out the athlete in the photo, um, just more so than any others. Um, yeah. So it's quite the the talent that he has. So yeah. and really appreciate that.
2: Yeah. And like a good photographer, very timely, too. I know, top of my head, Crowchild Classic, like Max Ross winning it in overtime and his lion scream to the rafters of the Saddle Dome. Like he got that on the bench, all the chaos going on and he's dialed in getting that stuff so awesome awesome for him and honestly one of my bucket list experiences is being in some sort of championship locker room and seeing what that's like and being able to be behind the camera and getting those moments must be pretty cool
1: so let's move on to the rest of the weekend for the dinos
2: yeah we'll we'll make this one quick eh? we're
1: gonna skim through them i apologize to the athletes listening but uh we have a very special interview uh, a lengthy one yes. <laughs> with uh, Tom Sore and Jacob Reed from Dinos Men's Volleyball. So stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, for the Dinos anyway, let's start with basketball first. The women's team, two wins against the Trinity Western Spartans. The men's team, two wins against the Spartans. So yeah, a clean sweep on the Jack Simpson floor this weekend. So yeah, they're, they're looking really good to start the season, both yep. the men and the women's team. Up next, hockey. What happened there in Max? Uh,
2: Men's hockey, they picked up two wins against Lethbridge. One was in double OT. One was a romp. And then the women's team split against Lethbridge. They beat them 5-1 and then uh, lost in a shootout uh, down at the Nicholas Sharon Arena.
1: Swimming was a big event. The Canada West Championships and the Calgary Dinos just lose out to the UBC Thunderbirds in the team total event. But individually speaking... Shout out to our friends of the show, Danica Ludlow, as she won gold in the 400 women's free and Peter Brothers winning silver in the men's 400 free. So great performances from them.
2: And then for volleyball, Jeremy?
1: Yeah, volleyball was just the women in action this week. We talked about how the men were on a bye because there was no Regina men's volleyball team. So the women... Picked up their first two wins of the season. And so it's a timely two victories for them because they have to get ready for the Trinity Western Spartans that are coming through into the Jack uh, coming up this week because we have block party week as well. So be there for that. Um, not sure what your schedule allows for you, Max, but hopefully you're there. It's going to be a really good environment. When
2: When is block party again? Thursday. Like Thursday, what time?
1: Um, women's game is at 6. Men's game... Oh. 20 minutes afterwards.
2: Yeah, I could probably dabble.
1: Yeah. It's going to be a rocking environment. Kate Finley, head of marketing, does a great job in doing this uh, event. So you want to be there for that. Okay. So that will do it for us. We'll just lock it down right here. As, again, we have Tom, Tomas, Tommy. Tomash. What's the Estonian pronunciation? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he, will, he will let you know all about the Estonian culture. <laughs> it was such a great interview. And Jacob Reed, baby Reed.
2: But before we get into it, I just wanted to get your quick impression of what you thought was going to happen going into it and then what happened after.
1: Or are we going to tell the backstory? Is that what you want? Well, I, I'm
2: just curious because you you know these guys better than I do. And I just wanted to know what your thoughts were in terms of expectations going in. And then after you were like, oh, like we covered this because we we touched on a lot of really interesting and really funny things with both of these guys.
1: Yeah, I guess there was more getting to know you type of questions than there were the volleyball questions. I was really interested to know why Jacob had transferred back to Calgary after Stinson, Brandon and Ambrose. And then on Tom's side, you know, I never really got the story as to why he decided to come here after looking at all these different schools out east. So I think it was interesting getting into those stories and that met my expectation. And then just the different stories that they had to share and the different layers that they had. I think that was really surprising. There was a lot of stuff we actually didn't even get to. So I might just add that in there that... You know, Jacob is an accomplished drummer. He wants to play the banjo. Really good at Super Smash Brothers. So, you know, stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Two, and two hilarious dudes, too. Oh, yeah. Like they have their own little cadences and, and stuff. And they, both of them are really good storytellers. I, I had a very, very pleasant time just listening, listening to what they had to say.
1: Well I'm really glad that you brought up the the Estonia question for Tom. I appreciate you doing that because I think that made his week that he was that you gave him this platform that he could yeah, just, he could, he could just yeah. talk for seven to ten minutes on yeah. Estonia and his love for his heritage and you know he talks to his teammates all the time but I'm sure they've tuned him out at some yeah, point. Now.
2: no question but now now Tom has this platform Multiple streaming services to speak to Estonia, so that's we're we're happy to provide that. And honestly, it was just a situation where I know nothing about Estonia, but now I know a little bit more. So thank that's you, right. Thank yes. you, Tom.
1: So that'll do it for us. Max effort by you. <sighs> Okay, Dinos Unfiltered, underway, Jeremy Lee, Max Sterling, and we're doing Dinos Men's Volleyball this week. And joining us, Tom Sora and Jacob Reed. Great having you guys here. Thanks for having us. uh, Yeah, thanks, appreciate it. I see uh, a couple mustaches underway. (laughs) Tom, you're... You're filling it out a little bit more, though, right?
3: Yeah, I wanted to kind of each week get a little sneak peek as to what the mustache will become. So I'm going towards the handlebars for the last week of matches. Yeah. So then going from full beard to goatee, then to handlebar. How about Jacob? you, Jim?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just going straight mustache. Um, I the yeah, just mustache. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to keep it simple, classic Tom Selleck look. <laughs> Not quite there, but getting there. It needs to be darker.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Who's think
0: got you need
2: to... the worst on the team.
3: Like, oh yeah the guys that don't have mustaches probably like, who, uh, who needs help <laughs> yeah. brad
2: kyle hall kyle hall i think kyle, he's yeah, like, he
3: needs a saving yeah. grace there yeah yeah
0: he's got a he he didn't share his november page for a while just because there was nothing to show <laughs> yeah um austin Elchuck could use Alchuk, a bit of yeah. help yeah um there's also some lincoln baines lincoln baines <laughs> <laughs> yes there's, there's a couple guys who are they're
1: young Give him a couple years. They'll get there.
0: Yeah. Right. Give him a couple of years. They'll get there. Like
3: but Kyle's
1: 40. a vet on this team. Yeah. Where yes. I'm surprised the growth hasn't happened a little bit more for him. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the Italian genes in him. I don't know what's going
3: on. Jackson yeah.
0: Maris actually gave me really good advice um that probably hasn't gotten to Kyle Hall. Is you every night for about five minutes is you just kinda go in your room and just focus
2: on growing the yeah, muscle. Focus on testosterone. <laughs> yeah, focus <laughs> and
0: just kinda hey, Kyle. I can, I should tell them. A lot yeah.
2: now, more, More of a mental game than people might think. It I think totally. so. Yeah. You
0: really got to totally. try. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <And> actually.
1: <laughs> so you guys are currently on another bye week mm-hmm. um, while the women are out playing Regina. So how do you guys feel about the extra bye week now that there's no Regina men's team?
3: It's nice on our bodies because we get time to kind of recover. Uh, it's tough for like the whole mental aspect of it because you kind of go from a very competitive setting and then Mm -hmm. to kind of like deloading that off week uh, and just practicing and then you have another bye week and then the following week is kind of ramp it up. So you're kind of going in that loop of being in an intense state versus recovery. So just trying to balance it's pretty tough, but nice on the bodies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think lots of guys are pretty thankful for it. Yeah. yeah, It's nice to kind of, you know, take care of business week after week, but I think, I think, it's good for us at times for sure.
1: So really good start to the season for you guys so far. Um, To be honest, yeah, one of the question marks coming in was that the setter position because, you know, Blaine was such a key Mm -hmm. part of what the offense was doing and you guys have just stepped up. So what what were kind of the expectations for you guys coming in this year as the facilitators on the team?
3: Uh, We didn't really have many like guidelines set in stone. Like for us, it was more so, it seemed almost like a rebuilding year, and as like in preseason, we kind of saw we didn't really have the best preseason, but we just kind of stepped into the role of just trying to get the best out of everyone and seeing what everyone needed and catering towards that, and mm-hmm. just kind of pretty much building that so that hopefully by the end of the year we kind of like establish what we who we know we are um, for, as a team as a whole. So that was kind of what we were planning on doing. I think that's what at least what I was planning on doing. So cool. and
1: sometimes you play better with no expectations on you, right? Yeah,
3: it's kind of been pretty relaxed because like we were more so an underdog team and then coming out of the opening part of the first semester we just kind of went out there and just grinded honestly like yeah it's that's, that was kind of like our mental state going into all their games and it worked out and we had a really good start to the season
0: it's nice coming in knowing like starting kind of right off the bat it's just there's going to be a lot of competition in practice and that's going to push us to be the best and that's kind of something we try and facilitate every is um, if you're on the B side, Hey, how are we going to make our A side win this weekend? You know, Mm. doing that thing. So that's, that was kind of my mindset is how is competition and practice going to make us win on the weekend. And yeah, the no expectation thing is huge. Like we just go and play and, um, you can argue, you know, you should go in expecting the win or you want the win. And there's no doubt we're all so hungry for a win, but, um, the no expectation things lets us play kind of a bit more loose and, The mistakes don't seem to have as much of a weight as uh, they have in past years. I feel like.
3: Yeah, and practices are a lot more competitive this year. Like uh, our B side will beat down on the A side like a lot of the time too, right? So it really motivates everyone to start playing a lot better as well. So that's sweet. We haven't had that in the past couple years. That's nice.
1: Do the practices get pretty intense then?
3: Like, Mm -hmm. depends on the weeks, I guess. Yeah, there's school load, right? (laughs) Where guys, I'm coming
0: out and I. There's tend to be a couple players I'm looking to <laughs> say stuff to. But you hold yourself
3: back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to hold yourself back. Yeah.
1: Sometimes you unleash the beast, but yeah, sometimes you got to hold Or Jake, back. you're swinging more than you're setting or what? <laughs>
0: if I get the opportunity, <laughs> I like to uh, try and hit one here and there. <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: I'm curious, Jake, how did you get the nickname Baby Reed? <laughs> okay,
0: this is actually... Um, I told someone this the other day. Um so I was in grade 7 oh, we're yeah. way back here. Yeah, way back. So um my sister was kind of a legend at her <laughs> junior high and so She was big, a legend. She <laughs> she is a legend, but uh, Wait, why why was she a
2: legend? She was
0: off? just like <laughs> stud athlete. Stud right. athlete like everyone was like I, I was known as like Jordan Jordan Reed's brother for the longest time. <laughs> and then um I was in grade 7 and um, and that year I was tending to play up on like the senior teams in sports basketball and volleyball and um, they were just kind of like baby Reed, I like that I like that baby Reed, so I like kind of like given that name like pretty partially like it wasn't like your baby Reed, but I was like kind of thing and then as I got older like grade nine running an Instagram account I was like I want a good nickname and I was like I once was called baby Reed, so I'll put that as my Instagram <laughs> and now it's like it's taken off. It's taken off. Yeah. It's, it's set out stone. of it's, it's there out forever. of it's out of hand. Honestly, like I, I get oh, you're baby Reed. and I'm like, holy crap. My name's Jacob. <laughs> like, like, like
2: kind of in the way, the same way that like Sidney Crosby, Sid the kid, like exactly. That, like that. That nickname has never died. Yeah. So do you expect that, your baby Reed, to carry on for a while?
0: I hope so. Yeah. I hope, like, I'll be 45, <laughs> working at the gas station. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Oh, it's baby um, Reed. <laughs> yeah, it's a baby Reed. Look how far he's come. <laughs> Reaching for the stars. Reaching for the stars.
1: <laughs> yeah. What about in November, though, when you're growing your mustache, are you then, like, creepy Uncle Reed? Or what Like what? Uh, what happens? Yeah, well, uh,
0: like you know how some babies are like adorable and some babies come not it's, quite it's adorable tough. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's that weird baby that has a mustache. He's <laughs> that, in that Benjamin button phase
3: right now. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: When he's just kind of narrowing down at the end of his life, <laughs> but he's baby, baby old man. Yeah. Any nicknames for you, Tom?
3: Honestly, not really. I just get the like, Tommy is yeah. pretty much the go-to I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Back in high school, it was always Sora just, like, my last name, Sure, I guess. All guys' school, so it's mm-hmm. pretty generic. But, yeah, just Tommy has yeah. been set in Tommy's stone Tommy's a here. pretty classic. Yeah. yeah. At the E's, the Y's, you know, at the end of the yeah. name. Yeah. Mm. yeah,
0: Can't be just Tom. No, can't, it can't be Tom. Tom no. and yeah.
3: like, too boring. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have an H in my name, too, so I think people hate that. so <laughs> no, no
1: H. Tomas. Tomas, yeah. Tomas. Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to chat a little bit about how you guys both ended up in calgary with the dinos so starting with you jake you've had a pretty interesting roadmap to get here coming out of ep scarlet high school you then went to brandon Yeah. you played one year there right one year what led you out there first
0: um lots of there's quite a few scarlet alumni who went to brandon um that i was um friends with or kind of knew and yeah so they came out and watched they when they were in calgary they got brought out to watch scarlet and pulled a couple of us players aside and they're like hey we have a spot for you if you want to come out look at the school we'll see what happens and i was like okay and then i was like brandon manitoba no way like in my (laughs) head like grade 12 like i just think i'm sick and i was like no way and then (laughs) no way um but then um i was like oh i should you know check my options and i went out for a tour just like i flew in on like monday and left tuesday morning so hung out with the coach hung out with the team and stuff and it was pretty pretty awesome trip and i saw kind of you know what made brandon so special like the community um my last meeting before i left with him is hey we've talked to a guy haven't heard back from him but we would love for you to come to our program so we need to hear back within about a week (laughs) so big decision for a 18 year old guy what he's going to do next year for a week and just chatting with my parents and uh, you know seemed like the right thing to do so that kind of what brought me out to Brandon for my first year
1: and then you just transferred over to Ambrose following that yeah what led you coming to come back to Calgary
0: uh one just like being away is tough I think um not knowing what I wanted to do with my life and being in a program I was in business awesome for some people not not for me um and it was tough not knowing so really just kind of being so far away and had just so much uh, questions on what my future would be like. So, um, so yeah, I was like, you know, what? I should move move home. So many close friends here, family here. Yeah. And obviously,
1: you wanted to keep playing volleyball. Yeah. And so, at that point, what were your options there? Like nothing open at with the Dinos at that point, I'm guessing.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I my thought was I really wanted to get, I wanted to get comfortable on the court. Okay. Um, You know, in my first year, that was always a thing. I was always nervous and felt uncomfortable out there. So I said, you know, college might be a good route. No, like back not even too long ago, that just seemed to be the route for most players play a year of college or year two, and then they go and play university. A lot of transfers, absolutely. Exactly. So it seems that's less and less these days. So I said, maybe, you know, that maybe that's the move. Um, And at the time, um, yeah, lots of friends and people I knew went to Ambrose. Knew they had a program. I thought, hey, I might play a lot here. Let's try it out.
1: Did you find that comfort that you're looking for in those two years?
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. Like I would say, in my first year at Brandon, I grew so much as a volleyball player and learned so much more about the game and setting specifically how to do it. And then in that second year, I found I learned a lot about playing with people and Mm. um, not so much the volleyball aspect, but how do you how do you manage a team and how do you Motivate people on how you deal with players. Maybe don't mesh with well, you know It was and yeah So it was a lot of I did I felt I did find that comfort and it was a good foundation for me Right. So
2: So coming back to U sports then, now that you're here Mm -hmm. uh, Was that transition pretty easy for you since you had played in Brandon originally or were there any Mm -hmm. big changes that, that you noticed?
0: It was awesome. I Going back from playing a year of college and coming, I was like, wow, players are really good. <laughs> players are very good. It was really nice. Um, I find the game a bit more exhausting. Instead of error management, it's how do we get a point? How do we right. steal a point? Um, and I loved it. So it was it was almost like a reassuring, like good to be back type of deal.
1: Yeah, I just noticed like mentally, you have to be on yeah. every single point, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. And even coming up against the Trinity, that's a big thought is, you know, you you can't give them three or four points because they'll, they'll punish you. They're yep. not going to give you three or four points. So how are you able to continue to steal point by point, but then find a way
1: to get an extra one? Tommy. What's up, man? <laughs> from Toronto. Setter from the six. Yeah. As I like to say in my broadcast. Uh, before we get started. <laughs> you never said that. <laughs> no, I, I say it all the time. I say it He's all the time. He's making that up. Uh, that's new. <laughs> but clearly no one listens, but that's fine. <laughs> I did want to ask you about the broadcast, though. So just from Rod Durant's perspective, he wants to use the broadcast as a sort of a recruitment tool. Was that the case for you? Did you you listen to any of my broadcasts and you're like, I want this guy to call my games? (sighs) Ah. Honestly, I
3: didn't watch okay. any Calgary games. Eww. before. It was kind of random. <laughs> yeah. but, what, no, but now that He's I'm crying. here, I watch crying. every weekend. I listen to it. After every, game. After every game, I listen to your voice.
1: Every game. If a heart could cry, it's <laughs> crying right <laughs> now. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. For those out there, who Rod can, didn't mention can't it to me, so pointing <laughs> <Okay. 20> fingers. <laughs>
0: Jeremy's crying. <laughs>
1: But you did grow up in Toronto. You yeah. you were born in Toronto, right? Yeah, born and raised, yeah. Okay, what part of Toronto? Uh,
3: the beaches, so east of downtown, right by Ashbridge's Bay, Yeah, where they host beach volleyball nationals every year. Okay. Yeah. Is that like Woodbine Beach? Yeah, Woodbine Beach, yeah. Okay. Ashbridge's Bay, Woodbine Beach.
1: Yeah, I've been there once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Walking the boardwalk.
3: Yeah, the boardwalk. Yeah, nice. the famous boardwalk. So you were on those courts quite a bit, hey? Yeah, pretty much like my backyard. <laughs> oh, every summer, yeah.
2: Uh, I'm kind of curious just about growing up in Toronto and... <laughs> seeing how much it's changed since yeah. i imagine you were there it's the same with vancouver where i'm from yeah uh do you, is that something you actively notice when you look back on your childhood and everything how different and how how much of a mega city toronto has become
3: yeah i definitely agree it's changed a lot over the past like 15 20 years also with like construction and building new, like skyscrapers and stuff like that uh a lot of like parklands within the city are gone and And yeah, it's, it's changed a lot. Yeah. Obviously I haven't really been there in the past three years, so don't much to say about that, but yeah, definitely when I was there, it's been, it's been growing. Would you say you're a patient guy? Depends on the scenario, I guess. I'm pretty patient with a lot of things,
1: but I'm referring to Toronto traffic. So, uh,
3: yeah, I'm pretty patient with it. I've, I always grew up with it. Living in Calgary is great and traffic here is not traffic, <laughs> it's not traffic. Which, <laughs> which
0: is wild I know. for you like, to say. Yeah, like for After me, spending
3: a year in Brandon,
0: Yeah, you <laughs> do not miss traffic yeah. coming back. Yeah.
3: Like for me, for example, if I was to drive from the campus to let's say like 17th Ave, if, yeah. I, if that distance was in Toronto, that could take me like an hour. Yeah. <gasps> At least. That's maybe. gross. It's terrible. Yeah, you're at a standstill the whole time. Yeah.
1: There's a stat here that said on average, drivers spend 47 hours in traffic over 240 commuting days.
2: Oh that's crazy. Yeah, literally, like that's so
3: much <laughs> there, time there spent
2: in the be. car. That's yeah, Tesla's next model. Probably. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Bathrooms in the back. Cybertruck. <laughs> yeah. Cybertruck featuring <laughs> yeah. toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing.
1: Do you feel you've mastered how to navigate your way around Toronto and the GTA? Yeah, I think
3: so. You think so? I, I, okay. I'm pretty confident with it. Also, like, they have... Well, a lot of people don't really drive in Toronto. A lot of them take, like, the TTC, the Transit, uh, the GO train, which is, like, the GTA train system, uh, streetcars, uh, buses. So you kind of figure everything out. Going back now, sometimes I forget, like, some routes just because I haven't... You know, it's muscle memory. You kind of lose that after a while. But I felt like I've, I've mastered at least downtown area.
1: And were you one, one of those... Hometown guys, where you're cheering for all the hometown teams like Raptors, Blue Jays. I'd Argos, say so. Maybe.
3: I wasn't like originally. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't really big least. into basketball until probably like two years ago. But I was always like a Leafs and Jays fan. Always. Okay. Like, okay. Still am. Yeah. 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 No matter what.
2: <laughs> so I, I have to ask, just to take a detour for a second. Yeah. Sure. A hot takes on the Babcock firing. What are your thoughts?
3: I read that on Instagram. What was it, like two days ago
2: or something. Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't really know ago. anything about it
3: at first, but I knew we we had a really bad start to the season. <laughs> uh, and well, I wasn't really following along that much, so I didn't have too much emotional attachment towards it. But yeah, I, I was pretty fired up about it because in the sense that like maybe with the new coach we could we could see a big. Big change in our team because we we do have some decent guys. So
0: <laughs> yeah, Babcock is the man, but <laughs> yeah, the very, man. very
3: very uh, yeah, pompous guy. But yeah. it's a very Confident. small camp yeah.
1: there, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I have a funny story about Mike Babcock. Can I share it? Oh, please,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <for laughs> <What? reasons. laughs> sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so my uh, lots of my family's from Saskatchewan, and I believe. Mike Babcock is also from Saskatchewan.
2: He's from from Sask, and he played a year at U of S before going to Gill.
0: My family from Lucky Lake, Saskatchewan, um, grew up there. My uncle, his name's Blair, is at an event one time, and Mike Babcock's at the event, and they pass by, and Mike (laughs) Babcock kind of gives him the double take. He (laughs) said, "Do I know you?" My uncle's like, "Well, I know you," (laughs) but no, I don't. I don't think so. And he's like, "I I know you (laughs) from somewhere." He's like, ah, I'm sorry, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Time passes. Another event happens. They're both there again.
2: we into each other again.
0: Mike Babcock limes for my Uncle Blair. Just comes up to him. I know who you are. He's like, I took swimming lessons with you when I was a child in Lucky Lake. Oh like, my what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, what? The, and that is my claim to fame. Is my uncle took swimming lessons with Mike Babcock. Wow. This could man. be totally false. He could be lying. So no, Mike Babcock, if this is true, if yeah, yeah. this is, if this is false, true. I'm so sorry, yeah. but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's true. <laughs> but it's true. It's fine. It's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow.
2: Sorry, that's, that's, sorry to that's hijack not, that's, the No, that the was, was the most <laughs> random thing I've ever heard. It's super timely.
1: Yeah. But going back to Tom's yeah. story here, um, as we put Mike Babcock to rest... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have actually Mike Bab's socks. Yeah. I don't. I don't wear them right now, but I have
3: Bab's oh, socks. Oh yes, goodness! Yes. Yeah, ever heard bad. of those? You
2: used to burn those. <laughs> yeah, their their sales
1: actually skyrocketed after his firing too. Everyone's like, as, oh, as if yeah, he needed more money, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> honestly. Crazy. Yeah. So, did you start out playing indoor beach, Tom? Indoor.
3: Yeah. Okay. Indoor. Yeah. It, honestly, I had the weirdest start to volleyball. So, like my my heritage is we're, I'm Estonian, and uh, my dad was part of an Estonian frat, and. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It gets better. And uh every February they would, they'd have like uh an inaugural like or like they'd have like an annual uh frat tournament and it would be for volleyball and they'd play amongst the frat teams and I was like this small little blonde kid that would just come in and just literally just play pepper on the <laughs> sidelines and sure. yeah, and that's pretty much how I started playing volleyball at Estonian frat tournaments.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like most people start in their volleyball career. That's kind of how it goes. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, (laughs) start playing on frat teams when I was like five. You know. (laughs) So ultimately, coming from Ontario and then coming out west Mm -hmm. to play for the Dinos, what was that whole recruitment process like for you? How did Western Canada get on the map for you?
3: Um, Honestly. To start off, it was very random at first because I was pretty set in stone with just staying in Ontario. Like, I'm a homebody, so I never thought I was going to leave Ontario. And then going to my grade 12 year, I was kind of focusing more so on, like, University of Toronto or McMaster. And then uh, one of my friends that actually plays at Thompson Rivers, who I played against a lot when I was growing up, he... Shot me a message, and I went out there for a recruitment trip, and that was like kind of like my first taste of Ken West. And then uh, come around like February, I still hadn't decided where mm. I wanted to go. And uh, I got a, a text from Parker Serojka, friend of the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was so random. Like he just just shot me a message. Hey, man, like, yeah, we kind of need another setter. You want to come for a visit? I'm like, all right, sure. Like I have fun in Calgary. I've been there for like two national championships for club and yeah. didn't really think anything of it. So, yeah, I flew out here. Talked to Rod and practiced twice, and they did a really good job on their recruiting trip. Actually, they had the whole guys team and hanging out and stuff like that. Uh, the girls team also was involved too, so That'll really made it. me feel mm-hmm. like at home.
0: <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs>
3: That'll do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that it was great. Just kind of got everyone involved and made me feel like a I was wanted. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, Just
1: why not? Like not? A family,
3: you wanted to be a part yeah. of kind of thing, and right? uh, I didn't really know any any different. and by that time, I was kind of getting sick of all the stuff that was going on in Ontario and mm. kind of being in that comfort bubble, you know what I mean? Sure. And I wanted to kind of move on and try new things. So, right. just kind of went on a limb. and. It's
1: like, you didn't really know until you got out here. Yeah.
3: I well, I didn't really so. know anyone else. Like, the yeah. only two guys I really knew were, like, Jesse Elser, who went to Trinity, and yeah. then Parker, I kind of knew a bit. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just...
1: Just through, like, the national program or what? Yeah,
3: through national programs and playing through club and playing against them and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it was kind of random. And then yeah, same idea as Jacob. When I came out here to, to meet with Rod and, and that was in like March or something like that of my grade 12 year. And yeah, he's just gave me like a week. He's like, I got to know by this date. I'm like, that's in like five days. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, yeah, same thing. Talk to my parents and just kind of made the executive decision to, eh, what the hell? Let's go with yeah. it. Yeah. And
2: it's worked out great. So not looking back. Um, kind of take a B line in a different direction for yeah, just sure. a second. Uh, before we get into the question, what it, what would you say your level of Estonian lore and knowledge is? Is it pretty <laughs> high? <laughs> is it pretty low? How many
3: stats have you... Like oh, no, I, I
2: don't have many. Like, I oh. I was uh, looking up before you came. And oh, nice. I, was, I looked up, like, who's the most famous Estonian in the world? He's Be- a composer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, who, who, what's what's his name again?
3: I, I don't know. Is his name... Is he the same Tom name Cruise? as me? Tom Cruise? <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. Well... I, I know a decent amount of Estonian facts. Uh, I, I could be wrong on a couple. I know that it's a composer. It's the most famous. Uh, Estonians created Skype. That's a yes. big one. Yeah. Uh, I heard that too. I'm yeah. learning things. Yeah, yeah. I know. Fun fact. Uh, and uh, every five years, we have this uh, World Song Festival. And a bunch of choirs from around the world, <laughs> get from like that Estonian, get together. They fly there and have this massive celebration for like a week, and it's pretty much just to celebrate like the independence from the USSR and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> I actually performed in that when uh, what was it? Back in oh two thousand and fourteen, I went there. I was on. A, I was part of a choir and I went there like and I background
2: singers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god. So Arvo Part, I think, yeah. is that the one you're that's yeah, to yeah seventy nine now, but yeah. yeah, he's got a whole. Whole bio on them That's that's crazy.
1: Yeah, wow, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, we're known for singing. <laughs> what about cuisine though? So you know, you got like Greek mm-hmm. town on Danforth Ave. You got Little Italy on College Street. Anything mm-hmm. Cantonese, bubble tea. Yeah, going Spadina, Chinatown, yeah, yeah. Markham. Yeah, Markham. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about if I want Estonian good home cooking? Like where does where do I go for that? Where's Your grandmother. <laughs> Your, grandmother. <laughs> Your grandmother. Honestly, yeah. <laughs>
3: there's no really like restaurant, I guess, that's an Estonian restaurant, but uh, we have an Estonian house within Toronto. Like every like main Estonian hub has that school or whatever. Like New York has one. We have one. Right. Uh, they have one in like Lakewood, New Jersey and stuff like that. Um, have you been to other ones? No, actually. I don't. Okay. Well, not that I know of. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's. I guess you'd go there. They have like a
2: restaurant in there. But yeah, honestly, it's just your grandparents (laughs) yeah so to continue like and and forgive me for not knowing this but what is like a classic Estonian dish oh because you know you can point to like pizza for Italians or hamburger for Americans whatever so I'm kind (sighs) of curious what that is for Estonia
3: sauerkraut's a big
2: one I'd say Yeah.
3: yeah sauerkraut's a big one uh it, it's tough to say like it's it's kind of like a typical like eastern european style i sure like yeah. finland yeah. kind of similar like Lapia, mac, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, mac and cheese mac and with hot dogs and yeah.
0: Yeah. i've learned so much i know Thanks it's it's a time.
3: it's a great culture on un- amazing culture frat volleyball tournaments yeah. uh grandparents cooking you meals
0: estonian bases all over the world oh yeah it's <laughs> awesome slowly just like <laughs> yeah, populating more yeah. and more and more <laughs> Half the population is run by yeah. Estonians.
3: Estonian. <laughs> actually, I don't even know an Estonian in Alberta.
1: Oh my! God. I know it's sad. You should ask your dad if there's like a frat house here.
3: I don't know. There's definitely
1: not. Yeah. But there's yeah. a
3: frat house in downtown Toronto. Actually, there's a strip on St George uh, Street, which is right by University of Toronto, oh, that has all the frat houses for U of T. And there's an Estonian frat house there. Yep,
2: definitely, there definitely a good time. Yeah. It, this sounds like an opportunity where you could start an Estonian frat house here or something here. Like I should ahead of the yeah. curve, right? Just like. <laughs> I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> 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 Sauerkraut Saturdays. Sauerkraut Saturdays. Yeah.
3: Practice every other week. Yeah. Folk dancing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh
1: boy.
3: Yeah. Hilarious.
1: Anyway, going back to volleyball for a second. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to quickly touch on. Uh, yeah, you were able to play with Canada mm-hmm. at the World Championships for U twenty one. Was it or U18? Yeah, U nineteen and U twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Over in China.
3: China was U twenty one, and then Cyprus was nineteen.
1: Okay. Yeah. i just wanted to get your thoughts on um your tournament in china and first off Mm -hmm. it was crazy right like going there no google
3: it was yeah vpn everything Yeah. Yeah. yeah government's always watching you kind of thing yeah yeah it was it was different i had no idea what to expect i had never been to like asia before so that was pretty cool um did you eat any crazy foods over there Honestly, I didn't even know what I was eating. Not going to lie. I had no idea. And you
1: also don't ask questions. No, you just do it. Yeah.
3: You You just keep your mouth shut, put your head down, and just do your thing. What, What was the biggest culture shock for you when you went over? Ah, uh, tuk tucks! I love that. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah, tuk tucks were probably the best thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just literally will be on the corner of a street and just see a guy riding like a motorcycle <laughs> with this little cart in the back, and yeah, just just give it a little wave and then just sit in this back of this cart with like four dudes. Just yeah. and you have no idea. You can't really speak to them because they didn't. Well, we were in kind of a rural area mm. of uh, just outside Nanjing, China. So um, yeah, we literally would just have to pull up a map and all of it was, I don't even, I don't know if it was Cantonese or Mandarin or whatever dialect it was in. Uh, you're Mandarin. just showing the map, you're just pointing <laughs> 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 and hoping you get there.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you were playing with some of the best in the world over there, right? Yeah. Like crazy.
3: Um, that was two years up for me, uh, U21s, when I was playing there. Um, my age group wasn't the best, really, for, like, the world stage, but the year above me was really good. Uh, so there were a lot of one-year, like, guys that were uh, one year younger, and they pretty much podiumed, like, for that uh, tournament, so that was pretty cool. And and then, yeah, what was it, last year or two years ago was the U21 cycle again, and I was going to do it as well, Uh, but I couldn't just based off of, like, who I was going to play with and whatnot, but that would have been my perfect age group to do it, and I was pumped about that, but couldn't try out, so unfortunate.
1: What have you found has been the biggest transition for you with beach to indoor? Like, is it mental? Is it physical Um, technique?
3: Well, what I liked about beach a lot was... It's kind of on you and your partner <laughs> to win games, right? It's not all about – you you're, you're one of six guys, right, including right. Barrow for indoor. So you're passing, you're hitting, you're serving, you're blocking, you're setting, you're digging – like you're doing everything, right? And they always serve like usually one guy or they'll mix it up depending on what their game plan is. So you really have to fight through a lot of adversity. Even if you're like the better partner, let's say, you might be the one getting served because of X, Y, and Z. So yeah. definitely have to, need to deal with like ego a lot too, mm. Um but yeah patience i'd say as well and also fitness level <laughs> that was a big one really oh yeah there's a I lot of so. time to- well yeah. in china it was like 40 degrees with 100 percent humidity you literally go yeah. and you you'll be you're not warmed up whatsoever you go on the warm-up court hit two balls and you're like okay i Sweating can't do anything yeah. else <laughs> well, i have to save everything for the game
1: you're breathing in 100 percent smog too, oh right? pretty much yeah. yeah you
3: gotta wear a mask almost yeah it's crazy yeah Oh. that's probably the big, biggest takeaway is definitely the fitness level and then just being able to deal with everything on your own and then with when you transition that to indoor it's like you don't have as much responsibility you just kind of focus on one task that you need to do, so it's kind of a bit easier in that sense, but you're also having to manage other people, which is probably right a different case
1: so and I was gonna to say like adding to that a lot more is out of your control
3: a lot more yeah right, yeah, especially like for example, like even like us as setters like if we're not passing well like we won't even be able to set the ball, right? Same with middles. Like, if there's no great passing, then they won't be getting set. So there's a lot of variables
1: with what you can't control. You guys mentioned that you're both setters. So this yeah. question's for both of you. Yeah. And being kind of now thrust into the limelight at the setter position, um, how have you guys found ways to build that chemistry and that trust with your you know, players around you?
0: I think communicating is one. As you know, I think right at the beginning of the season – um, Jackson was always like after a ball that doesn't go well, he's what happened there. And you're just like, Oh, too tight. You know, I did this, whatever. And he was always like, What's well, you didn't talk. Uh, he's like, yeah, there was hmm. no conversation there. And you're like, you're right. So it's always like, if things go well, awesome, good job. Boom. If not, okay, what, what was, you know, what was the deal? And just, uh, just getting, <laughs> Rod does a good job of getting us a lot of reps setting with our hitters. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, just, just <laughs> repping it out is, uh, Is huge for us, I think, just being able to get comfortable with each player. Put
3: in that ten thousand hours. Exactly. (laughs) Ten thousand
0: hours.
3: (laughs) Honestly, it'd be probably the same thing. Yeah, what Jackson was saying, how just need to talk more, I guess. Just talk more, yeah. And but there's always that fine line of you don't want to talk too much and Mm. you don't want to like literally between every rally be on everyone's case. Mm -hmm. So you kind of find you pick and choose when you need to speak to people. Yeah, when you need to to be
0: supportive and when you need to
1: be an <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Let them know.
0: It's really, really managing people. Yeah, and Managing yeah. emotions. And yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we'll just transition over to some mailbag questions oh, we here. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, I
2: guess uh, this uh, might be low-hanging fruit, but there's always a good story for any team that you talk to about this. So mm-hmm. what's the best prank that you've been involved with throughout your experience? been involved with or that you know maybe you you heard of other guys doing it but at least one that you can share that we don't have to cut
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh man i should prepare for this yeah
2: uh Uh, i I will
0: say there's well (laughs) there's like guys on the team who bump not bump shoulders but you know they they give each other grief all the time um that being austin elchuk and liam laidlaw a uh, big Specifically guys. Yeah they go out, They you know They give each other A hard time So recently In the team room Uh Loss built a drink And he He cleaned it up Using uh Kyle Hall's towel <laughs> <laughs> And he didn't use his own yeah. Um and and Austin was just giving it to Laidlaw and sending Snapchats to the whole team. What's this guy doing? You know all stuff. Not even use his towel. Well, Laidlaw proceeded to uh, beat Austin up. <laughs> <laughs> throw <laughs> mugs. Throw, throw coffee mugs yeah, at him. He kind of was kind of giving it to him. Um, <laughs> and so Kyle getting all these Snapchats was like, "What the heck, man!" And so he kind of sabotaged Layla by you know taking his shoes out and pulling out all the shoe strings and hanging them up oh, from the no. roof and stuff That's brutal, brutal. <laughs> um so so we're all warming up for practice and Laidlaw comes a bit late from class and he's sitting on the sidelines just fixing, <laughs> fixing his shoes fixing his <laughs> oh. shoes, placing them up and I'm just sitting there and I'm laughing mm-hmm. but um Laidlaw kind of was acting funny after and I was like Kyle was like sorry dude for all that stuff and Layla was like you didn't do anything what do you mean what do you mean what are you talking about and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, he's planning something. Oh, he knows, yeah, he yeah, knows. Yeah. Um, but he, we also were like, I think he thinks it was Austin who did all this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and so we're the, me, Parker and Cooper, the last ones out of the team room. And we're just like, this is hilarious. And then we're like, we should stir the pot a bit. And so we just went and messed up Austin's locker with all this <laughs> stuff, threw it all around <laughs> and we were trying to stir this pot here. And Austin comes in the team room is like, Really, that's what you're gonna do you're gonna take my stuff and just throw it around that's your retaliation <laughs> so it wasn't a huge prank but we we're so i don't know if anyone's found out really there's a couple of us you know but uh, we're it's gonna be we're healthy. gonna see what happens <laughs> yeah. when this podcast release uh, there's probably gonna be something happening to me yeah. too <laughs>
3: We've barricaded Parker's locker A couple times too With chairs yeah. and mats and,
0: and stuff Parker just gets everything yeah. Like I I always say <laughs> You Parker is the guy You go after Because he gives you The reaction you want Yeah oh, uh, Like he's oh, we, got, we, all, we all know A time we, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah exactly oh, You get like, the pout face Yeah he yeah. pouts And he goes <laughs> Really man Like he's So I t- Whenever stuff happens It's 85% of the time Parker
2: like, uh, one of, like The thing with People like that Is that they never seem At least in my experience To understand Why it keeps happening yeah, to them yeah, it's like totally. well, you're giving me gold every yeah, time exactly. like, it's so
0: obvious exactly so. <laughs> when you
2: know when you do something and guys like
0: real funny dude yeah. and you're just like okay take like, a joke man. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but Parker yeah it's great it's yeah. great
1: can I ask you about bench celebrations go for it let's hear it let's do it I'm just curious as to how you got appointed it seems like you're the leader the conductor of bench celebrations Jake mm-hmm. and how, how did you become the leader of that group
0: yeah, so it used to be, like, Kyle. Kyle was kind of the guy in the past, and he um, he kind of took control. But, you know, Kyle's been on and off a lot more, and he's, you know, I thought, hey, you know, you focus on doing your thing. Um, so, just kind of, I didn't want to say I appointed myself it. Like, I already, I do a lot. I have a lot of weight on my shoulders, but I thought, hey, let's throw a bit more on. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, I just, you know, we don't, we don't do a ton of bench celebrations, but rods big on you know getting a lot of energy a lot of talk from the bench so when it's kind of getting quiet it's like okay, let's let's do something let's get let's get some let's have fun here
1: it's yeah. still an important role because yeah. you have exactly. to bring that energy right exactly yeah. yeah i need to ask you about the weedem boys post-win <laughs> dance parties that happen
0: yeah <laughs> um is that what it is yeah yeah, yeah. we uh, just, just on that track like, yeah it, matt hood used to be the guy former alumni shout out matt hood yeah. um we finish our meeting. Good job, boys. Um, we'll be back. You know, have fun weekend. We'll be back Monday at it. And just like, dinos, you see Matt Hood sprinting B-lining, to the locker yeah. room. And so everyone kind of walks and takes their time out. And you come in the team room and, weed them boys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we just, yeah, we get really hype. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a time for, I feel like, all our emotion and adrenaline and euphoria just explodes out of us and we get it out and then we can leave and be like
1: cool who's the most surprising really good dancer on the team like who did you not expect to be a good dancer and you're like this guy's got some moves
0: um well mitchy's got like i don't know mitchy's got mitchy's nice mitchy's nice with it um,
3: Parker can bust it down too sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: Parker owns it. <laughs> he does. Yeah. So you can you respect it. Yeah. Even if he's bad. He's Even like, if he's yeah, bad, yeah. he owns like, man, it. Good he knows you, it. Yeah. um Oh man, like Hamish is just so big it's that unit, he yeah. just like moves and it's yeah. just like dominating. Yeah. It's like he's a force. So there's a lot. We have a lot of pretty bad dancers. We got a lot of bad dancers. We got yeah. Honestly, I, that should be the
1: question. Who's yeah. the worst dancer? Yeah. 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 I didn't want to throw anyone yeah. under the yeah. bus. Uh, here's yeah. your chance to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have the platform. And here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Tom, right? No, I'm joking. No, yeah. Probably. Honestly, probably. <laughs> Tom
0: keeps it pretty cool. Um, no, you got that Estonian dancing I you, got the right? folk dancing, right? That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> He's never had quite the scene to pull the Estonian
2: dancing. Exactly, now. right? Yeah. I don't have my folk costume on, so. Never if it ever got played, though, like the Estonian choirs and. Gonna be looking out for watch you. out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys watch out. Um, can you guys share a little insight on the road trip Spotify game that's kind of let that's oh. new? That's new. Yeah. This is so new, hot yeah. take, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I got it. you want it, or you got it?
2: Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, so
3: <laughs> when we were in Vancouver this past weekend, um, oh, this is really new. this is literally yeah. like yeah. a couple of days wow. ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so we, we have the two vans. Rod, Rod has one van, and then Jackson has the other van. And uh, there's,
0: a, there's a van you want to be in, and in a van that's not quite yeah. as fun.
3: You decide. You decide. <laughs> um, and so usually in Jackson's van, what we, what we started doing was whoever's in the van, gives it the phone, and then everyone has to cue a song, and then we'll have, like, a theme. Right? If we're going to a game, it's usually pump-up. If we're going to serve pass, or coming back. It like, depends on what the mood is. And uh, everyone picks a song, random, right? No one knows who picked what. And uh, and then he plays a song. And then you usually get a big reaction out of people. And then you kind of shake it in your boots. And then uh, he ranks it from one to usually six or whoever, like how amount of people are in the car. And uh, so usually ranks. And then uh, the bottom three guys, uh, they have to play redemption songs. <laughs> So unreal. So, and <laughs> redemption, then uh, redemption songs are voted by Parker. So then Parker is the one that decides. Like the top three of the redemption songs, and then the last place person of those redemption songs is booted out of the car for the next car ride, <laughs> and then they have to sit in Rod's van. Oh, yeah. yeah. so
2: then there's like a rotation yeah, so yeah. then okay. uh, and
3: then a new guy comes in, mm-hmm. and then you do the same stuff, and then uh, if you're booted out, then you can get back in technically if you yeah. want. If another guy mm-hmm. gets bumped it's out, like relegation. Yeah, yeah but no. it's ter- honestly like for games, like we don't really get too nervous, but man, we're sh- we're yeah. really nervous yeah. in the well, car rides. Yeah. Like well, picking rank- a song, yeah. it's, <laughs>
0: it's tough. more <laughs> important. It's stressful. Ranking <laughs> rankings are also important because because if you're first, you get Shotgun. Yeah. If you're, you know, like, then it goes back. And so if you're last, you're in the back.
1: Yeah. So So, there's incentive to be. Oh, totally. There's incentive.
0: But it's also hilarious, because Jackson is an absolute wild card with music. You never know. You never Mm. know. Yeah. You never, like, someone, uh, because it's all usually, like, Blink-182. Like, 2000s is, like. Or classic rock, rock too. Classic rock. Yeah. Yeah. um, but someone whipped out Beastie Boys sabotage. I, I was vibing. <laughs> yeah, I was it was like, good. I was loving it. He just like turns it off. He's like, Tyler, you're in last place. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he's just like, I hate Beastie Boys. <laughs> and so we discovered he hates a lot of music more than he, he likes, likes yeah. a lot of music.
2: So yeah. so since you mentioned the Beastie Boys, I got to transition over to you. Uh, got some ammo saying that Chance the Rapper is your favorite artist. Is that true?
0: Uh, he's up there. I, up there? I, I would say I'd struggle with um saying like who's favorite or not. Yeah. Um, Frank Ocean fan. F- huge oh, Frank
3: yeah. oh, Ocean Frank fan. I would. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
2: Nights, um, white Ferrari. Like yeah. you love a good yeah. cry. So, like, well, like, I actually
0: yeah. it was, it's Mitchy's birthday tomorrow, and yeah. a couple of us actually pitched in and got him a Frank Ocean record. Which one? Uh, Channel Orange.
2: What, is it a bootleg or is it? it legit? Yeah,
0: they like they. It's not. Yeah, I don't think Frank Ocean's made any records, so it's. it's I, a, I know.
2: Um, I know he did um, Blonde and Endless. Like mm-hmm. he did a one time pressing. Wow. And the I bought blonde because I was like standing yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. And it was like eighty bucks after shipping yeah. US. Yeah. Now on yeah. Discogs it's like worth a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's, like it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. yeah, but yeah, yeah. But that's
0: yeah. I was gonna get it for him and then I saw the price and it's I was like, not like, happening. Yeah. You guys want to So so yeah, like uh I I in the past chance, but um for sure Frank Ocean above. Yeah above all
2: yeah i i I brought up chance because you know especially in his early days he had some really good stuff Mm -hmm. and then this summer rolls around and he releases the big day yeah so i was you know based on the question i i wanted to see like how big of a chance dan you were to say that the big day was a good album because uh (laughs) it was not (laughs) i don't think that's a hot take but yeah
0: that's definitely hot like i get it he his wife's yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> his yeah. wife is the love of his wife. wife. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his wife. they like you can not like uh, there's songs I definitely, you know, Eternal. I put that one up, but uh it's yeah. yeah. One Take kind of through the album. I was like, yeah, that's probably
2: about yeah. I need. Um last question here then about about this. Sweet What's your name. favorite Frank Ocean song? Like how do you pick? But I mean oh the sticks in your heart. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, funny thing about how I got introduced to him was when I started I took over driving my sister's car and there was a frank ocean channel orange cd in there and mm. i popped it in yeah. and it never left and so yeah, i was listening through always in the rotation yeah. Yeah. um so man like channel orange is huge for me um he so i'm gonna kind of go crazy on you for a sec yeah, um, there was a on the cd there was a hidden track yeah. called golden girl yeah golden girls at the, at the end of it I would say that's probably up there. Just that's like that's deep cut. that's, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that's probably like, again just like picking a song. Like you now you got pyramids. Um, yeah, so Golden Girls. I just got it.
1: I gotta wow. stick with my guns. Nice. Look at that. That's
2: pretty. Yeah, solid. that's. I was not expecting that. Damn.
1: Knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Okay, we're gonna get a little more personal here. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Jake, apparently you like to sew.
0: <laughs>
1: whoa you did your
0: this is like you know, i don't even know, you know that in hot ones oh yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. you, you know, went deep dive like, oh you, uh, yeah. you did it yeah deep dive good job yeah. okay so and i don't like Jeremy. to sew so it's like in high school i really beat down on my like pants like i'd try and stick to like having like two or three for like a couple years and a common problem with me and other guys in high school was the crotch always just blows out You know, and you can't, you can't be walking around. Well, sometimes you you push the limits for sure, but (laughs) you you know, it's probably not. My mom wouldn't be too proud. Um, So I just kind of took it upon myself to learn how to, if I could just patch. So I, for a bit in high school was patching dudes. Crotch <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: It's normal. It's normal.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, not normal, yeah. yeah. Under the table business. <laughs> yeah. side, hustle. Yeah, side
2: hustle. Side like hustle. A couple extra bucks. Exactly. Actually, being able to patch up your clothes in general is a very useful skill. Totally. <laughs> Underrated. Totally. Yeah. yeah
1: Good I for would. you, Jake. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Tom, Yeah. why do you like wearing leather jackets so much?
3: <laughs> leather jacket jacket just one okay okay uh i don't honestly when i was when i was younger uh i always wanted a leather jacket for some reason i don't know why i just always wanted one and then i finally got one when i was like 17 or something like that or 18 and uh i guess like in toronto like a lot of it's a normal thing come out here i think i'm the only person that wears a leather jacket i don't know any other dude that wears a leather jacket
0: uh the fawns he wears one <laughs> yeah i was like are you
3: auditioning for a musical or what no i don't you? know it's just i guess it's my style it's like, in a it's way it's his thing yeah i don't know he owns it. i own it yeah exactly don't look back just put it. it on and just i'm in the zone is the jacket black or brown it's black okay yeah it's yeah. solid yeah. Yeah. a
2: little a little more I mean, if we're on the chirp train, it's a little bit more respectable. Yeah. And, yeah. No. and it's there. not like a
3: biker jacket either. No. It's not like it's a lot like of belt buckles, like chains okay. and okay. stuff. It's like a just like, cut. Yeah, a clean cut yeah. leather jacket. You can yeah. wear it with nice clothes or you can dress it down or whatever. Fair enough. Yeah. I love
2: it. Yeah, there's one here that actually struck my eye. So, and this might be something we may have to cut. Oh, okay. gosh. We'll, we'll throw it <laughs> out there. Uh, there's a story out there that says you pants your Teacher in middle school. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, and you're excited to tell this, one. So. This actually happened. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: okay, yeah. Oh, this is real. So, <laughs> this, this is a this true th- story, guys. <laughs> just <laughs> so you know, As things are getting real. So, um, wow. Yeah. Um, my I'm gonna use the name Dangren was my <laughs> my junior Dangren, high, <laughs> gym teacher. Um, and he we would like he would he would get really involved in gym class, and so this particular day we're playing, uh, dodgeball something he was re- like just getting into it with the guys um and so we just kind of left like i'm in grade six i believe and we just kind of left like we we're just like you know grade six going through puberty just hormones flying around we're just like <laughs> just so hype how does this correlate yeah. <laughs> just, you know, it. Like, context just, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Context. Car- context i was just like i don't know we were just all left like hype like yeah yeah and like you kind of go through that phase where like pantsing is just like hilarious and in the <laughs> yes, change room. It's, it's like yeah. quality yeah. prank. ever yeah, goes to the quality. Face, it's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, well, we're all getting changed and our gym teachers in the bathroom portion of the change room. and We're getting ready. And I just kind of like, just like thought bubble or uh, light bulb just goes off. And I was like, boys, like it's about, it's it's, it's going to go happen. Down. It's going to happen. It's about to go down. down. Oh no. <laughs> so I just like walk up, just pants him. Just as the top layer, um, And immediately I was just like, "What did oh that? no. <laughs> and he just like pulls him up. He's just like, um, we'll talk later. <laughs> and he just like, at the end of the day, I was just like, oh, that was probably not good. And then he just like pulls me at the end of the day, pulls me up in his office and he's like, yeah i've never met anyone so comfortable with me to do that like that was like not cool and i was just like i was so sick i was sick to my stomach i was like i can't believe i did that and uh i had to like write him an apology letter and stuff and uh and so my mom always tells the story how she comes home and i was at back in the day when i played football as grade six i was at practice and she just comes home to a letter i'd written it was like i'm so sorry for pantsing you like i will never i this is totally inappropriate my mom's like what the heck happened <laughs> and so thankfully like i i didn't that wasn't a normal thing for me to happen so my parents were really like you know it's wrong yeah like, like they what they, are you doing yeah like, they're, you they're like you know you're wrong like it's fine like i was so i was I think, like, how I felt after was enough punishment. Like they were just, like, you know. <laughs> the, the guilt other, the, was suffocating.
2: But, yeah. <laughs>
0: but, but so, my gym teacher was, like, pretty hard on us and was, like, like the athletes he, you know, he pushed. And, they, you know, the people who weren't quite as athletic or, you know, didn't love gym, you know, weren't his. They, not that they didn't like him, but they were just, like, he gives us a hard time. Well, I was a legend at school for <laughs> like after that they were like I heard what happened. Oh my god. <laughs> like I was yeah. going around like
2: baby read the legend. Baby Reed, <laughs> yeah, 1. yeah 1. it was oh, crazy.
0: So that's that's yeah, that's a that did happen. It is true.
2: So safe to say if Dan grin is listening to this, yeah. he's going to know it's you. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. so I'll sorry. I'm so I'll never
0: forget. <laughs> w- Our relationship was rocky for a bit after, but it's a good story now when we <laughs> we've we're closer because of it
3: (laughs) you stitched it up (laughs) nice
1: (laughs) final question for both of you yeah let's talk about this system that you guys have within the team of paying for being stupid with timbits yeah so what is the best story from that a (sighs) funny one that i love is
0: we just started with the rookies just being like hey you owe timbits and they're like why like you know why like, what <laughs> and it's just like you know why 10 bits like okay <laughs> and they go and they spend get the 50 10 bits and they're like why do we do that I'm like ouch I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no reason. I mean, there's, you got me, so there's thanks, a couple. Yeah. yeah so the, that I think that's like really funny, and we're like, hey, that should be a new thing. Just seeing, you know, okay. these guys will stick. You know, I didn't stand by it. Well, I did nothing. You know.
3: We All eat a lot not. of Timbits now. It's a lot. So, it's
0: really gotten crazy this year. That's out of control. Yeah. It's out of control. Do you ever eat it
3: for
1: pregame? I would. I if would. I could. <laughs>
3: Maybe uh, pre or post surf pass practice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Pregame. Yeah. Maybe
1: not. Yeah. I would. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming yeah, in. It was awesome. I appreciate it. This was awesome. Yeah. This episode of Dinos Unfiltered is a presentation of Dinos Athletics. Episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and our website, GoDinos.com make sure to check out the website or the Go Dinos app for schedules and tickets to all your favourite games. And if you can't make it out to the game, remember that our games are streamed on Canada West TV, presented by Co-op. Thanks to my special guests today, and hope you'll join us in the next episode.